Good morning, good morning to the Automator Series. And today I'm with Jessica Rivera and she's coming all the way from 12 hours away where I am. So I'm really glad <laughs> firstly to have you with me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's an absolute pleasure. And um, for those who don't know the wonderful you, can you please kind of just like say what's up to everyone and give a bit of an introduction? Just tell people like who you are and what you kind of got going on. Awesome. Thank you. I am Jessica Rivera. So hello, everybody. Super excited to be here with Gavin. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I am a mindset and life coach. And so I've been doing it for some time now, uh, probably over seven or eight years mm. on the corporate side. Mm. And I just have a, a huge passion for seeing people kind of shift their mind and helping them elevate uh, you know, whether it be sales or just their mindset relationships in general. So that's where I'm at. No, amazing. One thing I'd love to dive in on is you mentioned on the corporate side, I think mm -hmm. that might be quite different from what a lot of other people in the mindset space and life coaching space might be doing. Can you yeah. kind of expand on what that means a little bit? Yeah, I'd love to. So I've been a, a sales leader for over 15 years mm. and then began to began to coach and mentor salespeople, you know, high earners, high producers. And from there, really just started getting a passion for coaching and developing and, and really encouraging people to, you know, expect, expect more, want more mm. and see their mind shift and their relationships change. And it's just so exciting. And so uh, from there, I decided to create my own business. And then, so I, I do both at this point. I still um, develop and coach on the corporate side, but then I also do it uh, personally as well. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know for me in regards to to learning sales, learning marketing, things like that, it's like so much of it is mindset. Like the people who are good at sales often just have the strongest mindset of like, I'm building relationships, I'm giving value and it's like uh, kind of continuing in the face of rejection because there is still a lot of rejection in sales. So yeah, yeah, it's like you said, you kind of were already doing so much of that. Exactly. And it's, it's interesting because one of the things when you think about sales or whatever it is that you're selling, asking those open-ended questions is so important, right? So in order to get into the mindset of the client, but what's interesting is that that's so important in our personal life as well, whether it be your spouse, your children, whoever it is that you're having a conversation with, when you have that curiosity mindset yeah. and you start off conversations with uh, open-ended questions without some preconceived notions, those are the best relationships. Yeah. I mean, when you say um, in regards to like mindsets and coming in with preconceived notions, do you kind of mean mm -hmm. almost like bringing in all your past bullshits and all your past mindsets that might not be helping you? Yeah, exactly. And when you think about a relationship or even with your children, let's say your, your, your kids, you can still walk into a conversation with a preconceived notion thinking you know the answer. Mm. And so even children can feel that. And so it kind of doesn't lead off a conversation on the right foot. Um, right away, everybody kind of shuts down. There's defense mechanism, things like that. So when you approach conversations with that open-ended and curiosity mindset, it just leads to better conversations, whether it be in your personal or professional life. Yeah, I mean, especially when you think about kids um, specifically, it's like all they do is go, why, why, why type of thing. 
So it's like- Actually, they're great teachers. Like yeah. young children, they are the best teacher because they don't have those preconceived notions and they just are so curious. And typically, even if you ask yourself, if you're going through an issue or problem or trying to figure something out, if you ask yourself why five times, you will probably get to the root of your intention yeah. and really figure out what it is that you want. Yeah, I've actually, I've done that quite a few times. Um, quite a few books I've read in regards to like finding your passion. They say kind of that dig deep into your whys and it's not even mm -hmm. just work stuff. It's also like relationships. It's like, yeah why do you want to be with this type of person or why do you like this or why do you like that? I, I don't know. I find for me, maybe I'm not doing it right, but that's probably not, you probably can't do it right or wrong anyway, but yeah. it's like, I find I kind of always end up on the same like deep root or it's like, I'm kind of like constructing it. I don't know if you've kind of come across that. You always end up on it. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. I kind of almost, and no matter where I start, I kind of almost funnel myself to the mm -hmm. same answer every time. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. Uh, but I, I think depending on the scenario, you can really still dig deeper. I think because we're always changing, right? We're always evolving. We're always growing, hopefully, on, you know, until we die. <laughs> yeah. um, so my, our own personality, our own wants, our own intentions, hopefully they get bigger and you want more. And I don't mean more in a bad way, like uh, it's never enough, but more in a growth type of way. Mm. And so if we continue, and I believe that if we continue to get to the same result or we believe the same answer, we may not be asking ourselves deep enough yeah. or be open. I guess that's where the benefits of having an objective point of view comes in, having a coach, having a mentor, or even just having friends around you who are going to be pushing you potentially in a different way and force you to think a different way. Yeah, Gavin, I'll, I'll tell you, for, for me personally, another reason why I really wanted to get into coaching is because I believe in therapy and I've been in therapy for many years. Mm. But in my opinion, or for me and my own personal um life my biggest mindset shift and my the fastest was during coaching mm. and so therapy kind of helps you in my opinion gets you through the moment through the issue and kind of helps you understand your past but coaching helps you look forward mm. and really uh kind of shift from the why this negative thing happened to how can i get through it what did i learn from it and for me, just the mind shift was so quick and instant that I just wanted to give that to everybody. Yeah, that's no, interesting because I've never had uh, like formal therapy. Like my biggest thing has just been coaching mentors and such. I, I Maybe I'm not sure if it was maybe just the person you're working with, but I didn't realize that therapy was kind of more backwards looking as opposed to like. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I, I've seen different therapists throughout the years. I have adult children. And so in those teenage years can be rough. And yeah. so we had therapy together and I've had, and, and I believe in it. I just think it's completely different than coaching. And for me, coaching worked much better. Yeah. I, I guess that's what it just comes down to though. It's just finding what works for us, trying things. It's yeah. like, yeah. Like, obviously, it would be nice if the same thing worked for everyone, but we just don't always resonate with the same thing while our brains don't click with the way they explain it or teach it. And I mean, for me, I've also learned that's a big thing about 
coaches themselves as well and mentors is a lot of people are teaching the same things. It's like a lot of sales concepts, mm -hmm. there are just foundations to it, but it's how someone explains it and their stories and how that kind of resonates with you, which makes you click with some coaches versus others. And that's all that yeah. matters is just finding the person you kind of click with. Yeah, that's so important in, in my opinion, because to your point, nothing here like is uh, rocket science, right? We're not reinventing the wheel, yeah. but to your point, you know, and I think that goes with anyone, two people can hear the same thing and it resonate with one and not with the other. Mm. And so to your point, it's about who you're connecting, who you're attracting and who you can really make an impact with. Yeah. On that note, um, in regards to the less corporate -y side of your teaching and coaching, mm -hmm. do you find, who do you find you're working with that you kind of enjoy the most? Is it certain age groups or certain types of backgrounds as well or what? So I haven't found it to be age groups because um, I've worked with much younger women in their 20s and, and older women and men. And, and I say older, I'm just older than 20. <laughs> but um, but it's, it's not so much uh, age, but I do feel it's like someone who, when it comes to, to someone who is gone through things or going through things. I just love to sit and dissect and yeah. really think things through and push things along. Um, and so for the women, I've found that usually it's someone who was very similar to the way I was, you know, a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> and usually they say those are the easiest people to coach the person you were, you know, a year ago. Yeah. Or five years ago usually the most enjoyable because you can relate to them so much yeah yeah it's also you can uh, when it's that fresh and also that close to you it's like you also know the language to use that's going to connect i'm going back to what we were saying earlier mm -hmm. about you can have two different people say the same thing to you but it's how they use their wording and how they relate their past experiences to it and things like that yeah, yeah, yeah. And like sure. many, many of the people you're working with, like, I don't know, are they, like, I'm just curious, like, do they, are they coming often from like a certain turning point and they're like, enough is enough or some people just like, yeah, I wanted to see kind of what it was like mm -hmm. or, or a lot of them kind of at a point that they're like, this is enough, I need to change something. So there's been several different types. So uh, one client I'm working with now, she is a professional. She's younger um, and wants to just start her own business. And mm -hmm. so it seems as though we connect on um, probably just personality and fashion and other things in our lives, but um, we just kind of clicked and I'm helping her start her new business. But she's in a pretty good place uh, mentally. And then I have another client who is just going through a lot of chaos and turmoil in her life. Mm -hmm. She has, uh, she's also a young mom. So we connect that way. And she has a teenager. I've been done that. So we're connecting that way. And then my male clients, for some reason, which I, I have so many men in my life, I have a lot of guy friends. I have brothers, I have my dad, you know, um, I'm a girl's girl, but I'm also uh, a, a guy's girl also yeah. and so I just kind of relate to men in a in a relationship kind of way like hey wait a second maybe you should think about it this way or maybe there's another way to approach it so 
kind of different for each individual, but yeah. No, that's, that's what I mean. Also coming from that corporate salesy background, like being in sales, you do kind of have to be quite like, go get it. If you know what I mean, like quite a strong direction bind. Yeah. I mean, for you, so you, yeah, uh, so I, I grew up in um, Latina and sorry. sorry, cut you off there a little bit. No, there was a bit of a delay. I think we're back there. I think we're back now. There we are. Okay. Um, you were just, you were- I apologize, you were asking a question. Well, I was gonna say that um, kind of growing up in New York City, right? So I grew up in Brooklyn and Queens and I have a lot, a lot of strong personalities around me, as you can imagine, in New York. Mm. And um, then going into sales and working with people of all different backgrounds, right? And, and I worked in a male-dominated industry. And then I was leading men of all ages. I mean, from 30 29 to you know 60 mm. and um yeah i had to just kind of make sure that i helped relate to them and made sure i speak to them on their level and got through to them so that was really good training ground for me i think in yeah. when it comes to me being um a life coach and mindset and then in addition to that i, I also worked in sales right so sales you have to be aggressive and you have to understand your or maybe not so aggressive depending on the, your customer some customers are you know super corporate and other sort of laid back and really just being able to relate to your whatever whoever your customer is yeah. so the sales aspect and then the coaching aspect uh, kind of really helped me be well-rounded and then plus the way i was brought up right i i just been around in, in this melting pot here in new york and it's just been great overall yeah, I mean, it's when you talk about having to sometimes be aggressive with uh, uh, potential clients and not being aggressive, it's like that intuition. It's like if you try kind of bash the same approach on every uh, potential client, it's you're going to push out the ones who that doesn't resonate with. Like some people do like that pressure, but some also don't. Like I know for me, many don't. Yeah, yeah for me, when it comes to buying, like my my previous coach would call me like a wizard. Like I need time to think about the facts and stuff like that. So it's yeah. like you pressure me. It's, it's just going to put me off more. I would agree. I would agree. I'm, I'm actually the same way. Um, so a soft sell is always the best. And I always say people should just go with their gut, right? If yeah. a, a customer or a client, when I was selling it, they didn't feel right about it. It's their business and they should do what they feel is right. But I always kept that relationship. And so as long as you, to me, as long as you treat people good and you sell the value yeah. and you show them the value, they'll come back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, automated just comes down to, to relationships and keeping those like good relationships. Like you mentioned um, like uh, where you grew up, it was kind of like a melting pot. So you had lots of these different kind of personality types, but mm -hmm. for you, like when you went into this more corporate life, I mean, did you have to, 
already then do quite a bit of growth on yourself and be like, oh, wow, um, I'm having to really knuckle down on this one aspect of my personality, which maybe mm-hmm. didn't get as much focus in the past. Like, how was that for you? Yeah, I think corporate's interesting um, because it could really put you in a box if you allow it to. But, and I think that's what happened to me in the beginning. But as I started working on myself, what I realized was um, it is okay to be yourself Mm. and people will accept you. And um, actually I think you make more genuine connections when you are yourself. And that's what I try to coach to as well. So you can be yourself and, you know, you may want to clean some things up, right? So you may want to, um, I don't know, polish yourself a little bit more, but you could still be yourself. And it's it's interesting. I was at a a dinner one time with uh, someone who had just started with the company I had never met before with, with clients. And he was just spilling his guts about things in his life that I would have never repeated. Yeah. But what I thought to myself was, wow, he's so brave to do that. Like I would never do that. And the clients loved him because he was authentic. Yeah. And that was just such a great learning lesson for me because I thought to myself, well, maybe I wouldn't spill it all, but I could probably be more myself and connect with people on a deeper level than trying to be so polished or so corporate and -hmm. give a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially I know from my experience, it's like once you start sharing things a little bit more, like maybe an embarrassing experience or sometime you didn't feel so good, but just by yeah. like sharing those, it gives people permission to share from that aspect as well, those same feelings, because no one wants to be that person. I know for me, that's like, yeah, I had a shitty day and kind of like brings, like, oh, I don't want to bring other people down. But if you kind of start that, then other people are like, oh, I can actually also share. And like, that's kind of what, that's the human experiences, the ups and downs and the weird experiences and the good experiences, everything. Yeah. yeah. And I think for, for a woman of color um, in corporate America, where it's male dominated, you put on this tough exper- exterior because yeah. you want to, you know, in order to climb the corporate ladder, you feel that you have to be a certain way. And what I learned pretty quickly was that um, you can be yourself and still um, gain that notoriety and still climb the corporate ladder and actually make stronger and deeper connections. Yeah, but damn, yeah, in that corporate life and in New York, especially, like we've all mm-hmm. grown up with the movies around Wall Street and the mindsets around Wall Street. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I just thinking about it sounds so intense like i've never been in a a full-on corporate environment like i was in a company that was super uh open and diverse because it was a fashion company so it's like you had the creatives and photographers and then also the more technical minded people things like that and that was like very loose but it wasn't like corporate so i can't even like imagine putting myself in almost like a lawyer environment or like yeah sales team it was finance so um so yeah it was pretty corporate (laughs) yeah no that's very very much wall street Mm -hmm. but it it honestly was a great uh training ground for me and and i learned so much and it's it's been awesome Mm -hmm. i mean some of those mindsets um like what were kind of some of the big takeaways from that kind of corporate life that you've actually quite liked? Uh, 
Well, what I love the structure, right? So they're very good at structure, which I think is great and needed. Um, and I think that was probably one of the biggest takeaways. I think now the corporate world is loosening up a little bit more and allowing people to be themselves, which is awesome. And for me, it also, they, they do a lot of really good training, which helped me kind of launch off to do my own personal growth and things like that. Yeah. And then they've exposed me to so many different types of people, right? So whether it be um, someone who grew up on a farm in Louisiana or someone who, you know, is 60 year old, 60 years old and grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. So I've been, I've been really blessed to have some, been able to coach some really great people who have had that open mindset or maybe didn't have it, but were uh, trusted me enough to kind of, um, follow my lead. And it's been an awesome experience for me. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that bit you mentioned about by being in corporate, you had all that exposure to people who've been there for 30 years, and then also some people who are new and some who are from very small towns, like all those different mindsets. Like I've often said, well, I'd still like to at some point is just work for a company for like six months to a year, even just to, to learn the kind of get that exposure to that variation in sales almost because they're just forcing you into all these different environments as opposed to yeah. you kind of subconsciously stick to what you know right right and they they definitely push you out of your comfort zone mm. um and to be honest I, I never thought i would ever be in sales <laughs> so believe it or not um and then i flourished there and i had um I was intimidated in speaking in front of crowds and I've spoken in front of hundreds and almost thousand people. And, yes. you know, they really push you out of your comfort zone. So that's another part that I really like. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I, I do actually see the benefit of working in a job. It's like, yeah, people do give uh, working nine to five is like the, the evil kind of approach yeah. and like what type of person are you to have a nine to five, but there's so much positive to it. It's because you can, it depends how you go into it mindset wise. Like I was listening to a podcast the other day and this guy, it was a, about a guy from my country and he was like, I want to start my own business, but I didn't have like the skills. So he said, I went and got a sales job. It was actually a sales job as well. But he said, my mm -hmm. goal was literally just to get the skills and then leave. So he had left after a month after doing what he needed, which I mean, yeah, maybe that's not the best for the company, but I really like that mindset of like, it was like, I'm going into mm -hmm. this to get something out of it, not just because someone told me to go do it or this is what's expected. It's like he knew what he wanted to get out of it, which was really cool, I thought. I, I think that's a great mindset to have. And when you think about like these people that just work a nine to five just to work, um, instead of learning and taking what they can and thinking okay well what could i do with these skills yeah to me we'd have happier employees oh yeah i mean even also i've always thought it would be so interesting if more companies and schools start to introduce like mindfulness meditation or like agreeing setting goals yeah i think it would blow people's minds it would change happiness levels so much if people mm -hmm. like had that kind of not pushed on them but if that was a focus of like Hey, also think about yourself, take time for yourself, like be happy type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish they would kind of create that as the norm, right? It's not like, oh, what's meditation? Um, for me, meditation is huge. Like if I don't do it, if I skip a day, I definitely feel it. So mm. 
meditation has been um, one of the things that really helped me gain clarity in life. Yeah, I know for me, I literally just finished a like a 21 day challenge type of thing. And mm -hmm. I was like writing in my journal that definitely the days that I don't start with meditation, like I feel a different energy to the day, just like you start off in a different momentum almost like a different gear. I completely agree. Um, I, it's funny when I first started meditating, uh, my sister asked me, so does it really work? Like, does it really help? And I, in the very beginning, I said, well, I kind of think of it like this, like, you know, when I drink coffee, right? If I skip coffee, I don't feel like coffee keeps me awake at all, right? I can have it at night and go to bed. Yeah. But the mornings I miss, I don't drink coffee. I feel it. Yeah. Right. And so I kind of compared it to that. When I don't meditate, I feel different. Yeah, I think the meditation might be just slightly better though than the coffee. Because uh, I think so too. I would agree. I would agree. Um, I think, and the more you do it, I mean, the more amazing it is. And now it's been a while that I've been meditating, and I mean, I just get so excited because when I go into meditation, it, the, the level of clarity that I get and the feeling and, and just, it just starts my day off so perfectly. Yeah, you say, hmm, gonna feel so good after this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm really curious though about, um, so you were in corporate, you said for like six, seven years, right? Like quite a while. I've been, well, it was a little bit, it was longer than that, but I've been um, mentoring, developing, coaching people for seven years because I was, um, actually a salesperson uh, prior to me kind of cl climbing the corporate ladder. Oh, okay. So that was when you transitioned away. So that was my yeah. question was like, what was that moment? Like, was there a certain kind of happening or was it just where you were in life that you were like, okay, now I want to shift my focus towards working with people specifically on their mindsets? Like why they jump into coaching? Yeah. So it kind of just naturally evolved into that. And I think a lot of it had to do with the way I was working on myself yeah. and then uh, some kind of corporate changes also that were happening. And we brought in um, the first thing we did uh, for our salespeople was bring in Stephen Covey's uh, seven habits, seven mm -hmm. habits of successful people. Yeah, It's like a, you know, staple, but we actually trained on it. So we were certified and then we trained the team on it. And so reading the book is one thing, training on the book in my opinion, was completely something else. Mm. And so in that book, it's not only work, it's a personal. And so that was one of my, one of the books, books I read when I was a lot younger and always liked. And so that kind of helped, that was one of the springboards that helped change our entire department and really had me focusing on mindset and coaching. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was running an entire um, division and my employees, my team, everybody just got so much closer. It just evolved and got so much better from there. Yeah, but that's so cool that it was like almost part of the company that they were like, hey, we're, mm -hmm. we're reading this book. Well, everyone's going to read this book, but we're also going to implement together almost like an accountability mm -hmm. group, like a yes. mastermind yeah. circle type of thing. Exactly. That's exactly what it was like. And, um, you know, some people didn't buy in and uh, some people thought it was a little over the top, Yeah. but the ones that embraced it um, excelled. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was talking about, like having a company that kind of pushes that a little bit, 
But even if you don't have a company that pushes that, if you're reading a book that you would really like to focus on, it's like maybe you can be that person who starts those groups in your company, in your team or whatever. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because then I started a book club with my girlfriends. (laughs) And um, the first book that I chose was The Awakening by um, Eckhart Tolle. And that was it that was to me that was one of the books that changed my life and it's so funny because I had had it in my house like 12 years prior and it just sat there and uh, didn't do anything until one day we were thinking about a book club and I chose that book um and so that was another you know it kind of started with Stephen Covey a little bit Mm -hmm. and then Eckhart's book to me completely changed my life and then once I read The Law of Attraction I was addicted that's it (laughs) No, it's cool that, um, oh, that was the one thing I wanted to touch on. It's like, it's by having also those like mastermind circles and kind of that approach about it. It's like, you also, you were actually implementing as opposed to just a lot of people read, 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 but they don't actually ever implement anything mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. when you're in that, um, that almost circle and accountability, you're like, Hey, we're actually going to implement and other people are yeah. implementing, and that kind of pushes you to do it as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we had our book club was pretty structured. Somebody had to lead it. They had to ask questions. You know, we also did the, uh, Oprah had um, a podcast on it. So you had to listen to the podcast. And so really had to really implement um, the awakening and what your takeaways were, because he has some tough, uh, difficult concepts in there, especially if you're just starting out on this kind of mindset journey. Um, but it was, to me, one of my life-changing books. Uh, that's that's awesome. And um, so you say kind of that's what kickstarted things a little bit was the seven habits of highly effective people. You're mm-hmm. like, wow, this had such a big impact on me. And then you kind of had that feeling to share it a little bit, like what you had been learning and the growth you had been on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from then I started going to more um, uh, like retreats Mm. And it just, honestly, it was just an ongoing cycle for me that it had evolved and continued to evolve. And, and the more I've been around coaches, the more, if I'm being completely honest, I felt I could do a better job. (laughs) And so, um, and a lot of that has to do with the corporate background that I, that I have. Right. Um, And so I remember being at a workshop, it was a workshop, not a retreat. And she was just kind of all over the place, but probably because she doesn't have that corporate structure. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I wanted to get up and help her so badly. <laughs> um, but that, that was kind of the first time I had in my head, like, hmm, I bet I could do that. Yeah. And um, then it just continued. And when I hired my coach and I had such a huge mind shift, I knew I could do it. But that's funny, that comes back to what we were talking about, because maybe there was like, there were people in the crowd who were like, oh, I love how there's yeah. free flow, there's no structure, it's not forced, but your mind, that just that's just not how your personality resonates with it. Like you right. want yeah. a bit of structure. So it's, it comes back down to that, like finding what resonates with us and what resonates with us might not um, resonate with others. So it's like finding who it kind of connects with. Yeah, I think for me, um, the way I see it, it just launched that desire, right? It, I, I never really thought of it before that moment. And so she had value 
um, and it was a good workshop, but her Oh, we got cut off for a little bit at the end there. Did I lose you? I think we're back. back. Yeah, I think we're back. We're back. Sorry. Um, so one one question I'd love to. Um, I'd love to always ask and will be good to kind of start wrapping up on is, so you decide to take that jump. Like how did you then start going to find those first few people to work with specifically in the coaching? Like we're yeah. kind of touching on networks back from the corporate days or did you go kind of for mm -hmm. people? How did that go? So I gained some clients just uh, like from people at the gym, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that I just know, uh, which honestly, I was a little bit surprised about, to be honest, because I thought I was going to get more clients that I didn't know, mm. uh, which didn't, it didn't happen that way. I started getting clients from locally um, that I knew. Mm -hmm. And then I got some organic clients from Instagram. Mm. And so that's kind of where like they just reached out or we connected. So that's been great. So it's been a lot of kind of organic clients from um, either that I know personally or that I met on Instagram. And so I'm about to launch a course in October. So I'm hoping to connect with more people and serve more people then. Awesome. Man, it sounds like though, when if they came to you that way, you must've also been putting your message out and being like, yes, what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm posting things about us. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So I continue, I, I post pretty consistently and I, I try to show up um, and I've been showing up even more now on, on IG. So really trying to connect with people and like you said, see who I resonate with. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like almost that could be, I don't know if that's kind of where you've dialed into, but it's like, you're working with maybe the gym people. It's like, cause that more go-getter kind of mindset of like, let's get stuff done, structure, yeah. achieving goals. Like you're helping yeah, yeah. with their mindset and kind of uh, thing. Yeah, I, I have, a, I have a, a small gym, a really small community. And, um, you know, th thinking about mindset, you know, I kind of felt like, oh, it's probably gonna be people that I don't know because, Typically, people you know kind of just remember you, who you were a year ago yeah, or before. Um, but by, believe, I mean, I was just so surprised. I actually had dinner with somebody um, not too long ago that I hadn't caught up with. And he was like, Jess, you know, you should really become a coach. And I'm like, oh, I am. <laughs> Get out of here. So I, the, the level of support that I've had from people that I know yeah. has been amazing. No, that's, that's epic. It's also... It, it reminds me of a friend of mine. So she's from Russia and we, friends and I, we went to go wakeboarding, uh, like a wakeboarding park. And mm -hmm. like, obviously we're all at different levels. Some of us were messing up and some of us were trying new tricks and stuff and like falling. But like for us, like we, we laugh, we find it funny when you make the mistake, be like, oh, that was so close, mm -hmm. go again type of thing. And she was saying, she was just so surprised because 
maybe it was from where she was from or her friends growing up, but she was saying that it was a complete opposite back there. It's like, if you messed up people were like, Oh, like why are you even trying mm. you have to be perfect type of thing? There was like no positive support. And she just thought it was so surprising that we were like, Oh, you so close. Go for it again. Like that positive yeah. encouragement. Supportive. And yeah. Same thing. It's like, if you have those people around you, when your friend was like, Oh, that's amazing. As opposed to like, Oh, like why are you becoming a coach now? It's yeah. like having that positive influence, like, oh shit, let me kind of push it further. It gives you that. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Exactly. And I think that those, we all kind of can have that little bit of like self-sabotage or like imposter syndrome, which I think I had for a moment. And then knowing the people that are closest to me or that have known me forever are supporting me was amazing. Yeah, that's a big thing. Like, oh, again, that support also from, family can be a rough one like i've been very mm -hmm. lucky but i do know some people their families even are like why are you taking the chances why are you taking a risk or like why are yeah. you changing your focus play it safe type of thing yeah yeah i think my family was like that a lot when i was younger um not so much now um and and just uh another story my brother one day told me a couple of years ago like you missed your calling you should have been a therapist you should have, um, you know, you should be a coach. So to hear it even from the closest people in my life mm. even made me launch those those desires even more. Uh, yeah, it's, I guess we shouldn't, we shouldn't need that kind of uh, go ahead from other people, but it is always nice to be like, okay, I am actually, people do see this as like something that's possible and not just like a fraud type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, um, I don't know that I would have needed it, but it definitely felt good yeah. to have them on my side. Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes it easier. It's like if no one's supporting you along the way and you're going on your own. Yeah. Then you have those negative thoughts in your mind and they'll be even louder. Um, yeah. But yeah, it feels good to have people on your side. Yeah. No, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful, uplifting note for us to, to end up on. Is <laughs> have people who support you type of thing. So, yeah, find your tribe. That's for sure. Yeah, find the tribe. Find those master mind, mastermind circles. Create those circles if you need to find people that's online. Right. Like, there's just so much out there these days. So, if yeah. people want to to connect with you and learn more about what you're doing, or you want to direct some people to a useful resource, yeah. you have, where would you suggest is the best place? So, um, Instagram is probably the best place because uh, I'm there every day. <laughs> and you can find me at your coach Jessica on IG. Um, you can also go to my website, which is jrcoaching.net. And yeah, I'd love to connect. Yeah, and we'll obviously include everything at the bottom. But thanks so much for taking the time today. This was a lot of fun. Yes, thank you so much, Gavin. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Automator series as much as I enjoyed having it. And there are two things I want you to do now. I want you firstly to follow me on YouTube, get that subscription in because you're going to see all the new episodes popping up in that case and you can stay on top of the series. And the second thing is I want you to reach out to me. If uh, anything we discussed on the episode today resonated with you in regards to potentially taking a jump into an online spiritual coaching business or you really have a business and you're wanting to grow that out and you're feeling like you could be impacting a lot more lives, but you don't quite have the time right now, you don't quite have the freedom you wanted, and you don't quite have those systems in place, I want you to reach out to me. It's a no pressure, no strings attached. 
send me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer. And we can just have a conversation and a bit of a back and forth in regards to where you're at, what you're looking for, and how I might be able to help you impact more lives with what you're doing.